0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey everyone, welcome back to Film Detectives. My name is Trevor and that's Elliot and we're going to cover some films today. Imagine if like every intro I just did like a different character. You should. You should totally do that because why not? We're we're in the film business. You know, we're, we're a bunch of characters here. You know, true, true. And you know, you know who likes characters, Elliot? Who would that be? Kids. (laughs) Kids,
0: kids do. They literally have the most crazy imaginations too. you know?
1: And you know what's so fitting about that, Elliot? (laughs) We're talking about (laughs) kids films today. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, dark kids films. And no, it's not Boy in the Striped Pajamas. It's not that one. Because that, that one is very sad. Yes. These are sadder. True. Yes, <laughs> and they also deal with war.
0: Yes, which yay. We all want to talk about
1: war right now, you know, because of what's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally Belfast, which I'm spoiling one of the films, but I mean, both of these films are literally what pe- what some people are going through right now. Like kids are going through this right now. Exactly. i We're mean, seeing it live. Yeah, we're seeing it live and
0: uncensored, and it's it's pretty sad right now i mean like it's it's we're we're on the brink of going too far to the point where it could really get bad type of thing so Mm -hmm. let's hope it doesn't go that far but to get back to films and these particular two films that we are talking about today which are belfast directed by kenneth bradnaugh uh came out this past year and is now up for several uh, Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture. And Ivan's Childhood, directed by Andrei Tarkovsky, it came out in 1962. It's a Russian film about a child who literally is scarred by war. He loses his whole family. We, fi- we come to find out as we follow him, uh, well, particularly Ivan, through his mm-hmm. journey through the film. And he meets all these Russian so- soldiers on the front lines. With the, uh, they're basically at war with Nazi Germany. At that's during mm-hmm. World War II. they They're fighting Germans on the front lines. In it's not really specified where they are specifically. Whether it's on the border of Germany and Russia, or in Germany itself, because it kind of seems like. It's when Russia started to push into Germany and take and was taking back certain uh, military strongholds that the the Nazis had at that time and were pushing them back to Berlin and such. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or it could have been the other way around. It's not very clear, but that's pretty much the premise of Ivan's childhood. And through it, we get how war really affects children. And also even soldiers, too, because... So, so, yeah,
1: like, relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you have the relationship between Masha and, and the soldier. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like you said, with children as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a wide range. I mean, you see it in both films, right? Belfast and in Ivan's childhood. You see how war affects... I think that's the biggest thing. It's, like, how war affects people, right? right. Like, children, yes, it's a massive effect on, but you also see that it affects the people that are actually, you know, fighting the wars at the same time. Because at the end of the day... Whether you're, you know, eight years old or, you know, 30 years old or 25 years old or 18 years old, you're still a human being.
0: Right. Well, I mean, look how war manipulates people today, even like, you know, some of the Russian soldiers don't even know that they're going to fight. They think they are on a military exercise Mm -hmm. and they go they get into the Ukraine and they're like, oh, well, (laughs) I'm fighting my brothers and sisters and my grandma's holding a gun against me well, you know, I'm not, screw this type of thing, so, yeah. yeah, and and similar thing in Ivan's childhood where, you know, war manipulates the innocent into fighting for a cause they don't believe in, you know, because Ivan really wants to be the whole entire film, he wants to be somewhere else, he has mm-hmm. these very amazingly shot dreams that are beautifully shot, and uh, Tarkovsky really uses, cross-dissolves, and the match frame cuts that he i i, I it's very western actually and he mm-hmm. it reminded me of orson wells in a sense tarkovsky yeah. i would say is more of like the russian orson wells of his day and it's a big compliment <laughs> i mean he really and he's he's you know revered by a lot of film enthusiasts as you know kind of this godfather of world cinema because mm. he really, with his films, you know, Solaris, Andrei Rublev, as well as Ivan's Childhood, which was one of his first films he really shot, um, and then Andrei Rublev, and then Solaris, um, with his films, he was questioning a lot of the political issues that were happening dur- under the Soviet Union's control at the time. Mm. Um, filmmakers were oppressed and didn't really have they had to kind of abide by certain rules of the state or they would be you know thrown in jail or exiled hey sounds kind of similar to most and of what he went through in iran you know which we talked about on that particular episode you know he tarkovsky really faced a lot of um resistance with the state film authorities wanting to censor his films Mm -hmm. and because he was very ahead of his time, and he was very much influenced by Western films. I you see it in particularly in Ivan's childhood, and the way he crafts scenes and he frames his characters in a certain way that's very Hollywood right now. That like we kind of take for granted when you say. Yeah.
1: And also, also his work isn't propaganda either, right? Because right. there was a lot of films coming out at the time during World War II mm-hmm. that were painting the Nazis as not bad people, right? And, and- this is one of those films that kind of like is exploring it's 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 really you know doing something different. And there was this you know this, this this set of filmmakers that were doing that during that time, right? But a lot of the films coming out during you know World War II and times like that were all about Nazi propaganda, like, oh, you know, we're, they're great. These are, these are, they're not hurting anybody. And we're Mm -hmm. kind of, it's interesting. We're kind of seeing that a little bit, even today with the Russia and Ukraine conflict, there's, uh, you know, now that, now that we have social media and it's so easy to access and you're able to kind of see what people are doing. Like I know people that are over there right now and they're posting about how, you know, the, the Russian army is basically, Creating this propaganda and saying, oh, we're not going to Ukraine to, you know, like, take over or anything like that. We're just trying to do this type of mm-hmm. thing. They're and, and they're trying to to push that on the people like, oh, yeah, no. And, and it, it's interesting, right? Because, like, the Nazis were doing that during World War Two; They were doing it with film and cinema. And here we are still doing it, you know, in 2022, just yeah. in a different Well, different the Russians medium.
0: have also, I mean, America did their own uh Type of propaganda during the war with the Japanese, with the Japanese, and also even against Germany when we got brought into that conflict. Because for the longest time, America was like, We're not in the war, we're not in the war. And then Mm -hmm. Pearl Harbor happens and we're thrown into the war. And Mm -hmm. you know, we're fighting on both sides. So, you know, we had our own. I mean, Frank Capra was actually one of the many, uh, John Ford, those directors went over to Europe and also the Pacific. To shoot war and sh- uh, create propaganda films for America, like yep. join the cause, you know, and, f- you know, fight the good fight and everything. Every country does that during war because they have to get a certain amount of people,
1: you know, riled up. Well, they need up this, and they need, the support, they need the, the support from the nation, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. when, when World War II happened, you know, a lot of our. Uh, you know, a lot of people became became workers in whether they were building machinery or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And it's just that's just kind of how it goes, right? When when countries go to war, they have to have people on their side. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have the numbers, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 because the other country's going to have the numbers if you don't. It's like you got to match up against them. Nowadays, it's scary because it's a lot more uh, cyber warfare and nuclear warfare, which is. Right you know, a lot less of tanks and guns. It's a lot more, we can hack into your system, take all of your data that contains everything that's important to you and basically cripple you from the inside without even having to fire a bullet. Exactly. Which is terrifying to think about.
0: Well, I mean, war is meant to, the war machine is literally one that will consistently keep on rolling. When you have people who are prejudiced, discriminatory mm-hmm. racist these uh feelings against your fellow man really create this war atmosphere and the fact that we put all this money towards the war effort and and defending our country mm-hmm. and and uh getting involved with other countries wars which i'm not saying we shouldn't because there are sometimes when you should fight dictators and you should yeah. fight evil there is evil in this world that you need to fight against hitler was one of them right now we're seeing it with putin you know Mm -hmm. it's like i i felt that with ivan's childhood however like because it was a post-war film um you know it's 1962 it's the 60s people were really recovering from the war yeah and world especially well world war ii and they were also questioning was it worth it and was all this death and destruction, and how it affected our, you know, governments, our people, and our how we live actually now in, in this post basically a post-war world, How do we live in that? And also what defines us as human, and what mm-hmm. defines us as a culture or people that can still continue on? Even though we've seen all this destruction and and death in our lives,
1: yeah, and that's that's what I found interesting, you know, about Ivan's childhood. Of mm-hmm. course, it was during World War II. We are we all know what World War II was fought over. Yeah, uh, you know, basically trying to stop a dictator from taking over everything, pretty much, it, on, mm-hmm. honestly, and killing a bunch of innocent people th- for well, no. Well, apparent technically, reason. three
0: three dictators: Hitler, Mussolini,
1: and Tr- uh, true. Hirohito. So, true. But- <laughs> and then you know, and then you have in uh, Belfast, you have a disagreement of basically religion. Yeah, which with Belfast, I found which it, it's more localized.
0: Yeah, rather than a world w- conflict, war. but it's still war. The fact yeah. that it's in your tip, like a typical Irish neighborhood, like uh, or just even like it could be any neighborhood. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's Irish or Protestant or Catholic. It's just like your typical neighborhood you know the movie starts out with all these families just kind of playing on the streets it's a hot yeah, summer august normal day 1969 and they're just having the children are playing in the streets and then boom a massive Molotov, uh, riots breaks out mm-hmm. the freaking almost like the, the ruc or the basically the equivalent of the national guard in ireland's case you know come in with tanks and machine guns against their own people. <laughs> against their own people. Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy because, like, you know, with Belfast, you know, it is Kenneth Bradnaugh's semi-autobiographical film chronicling his life and what influenced him to get into film in the first place. And mm-hmm. it's funny how war really actually... <laughs> influences these directors to continue like to continue a career in film and to revisit it and also work through it because when you've lived through this type of con any type of conflict where you're seeing people die your mm-hmm. family uprooted from their normal lives and you you see your parents struggling to make ends meet you know the fact that his father like Buddy's father has to go over to England to get work and he, mm-hmm. he doesn't see him for months on end while his mom is just literally stuck at home
1: watching the kids and trying, trying. to raise the kids in that, in that, you know, crazy scenario that yeah. they're in basically
0: and make sure that they don't join any, uh,
1: gangs that are Which trying, they almost do at one almost point do, time yeah. and she makes sure that they know not to do that. <laughs> She's like the coolest mom. Like she just, she no literally nonsense. Is. And like the at grandparents the very beginning too. of the film, she walks out in the middle of all the Molotovs and stuff, and is like, "Where's Buddy?" She goes and finds a she care. And she's like, just like, ah. "Yeah." And then when they're looting the store after they come back with the with the washing powder, she's like, yeah. "Where did you get this?" and she, and she, she grabs has them him take and marches back. him back into the store, and people are like, you know, running around breaking glass, and she's just like, "No, you're not going to yeah. do that." Yeah, it's
0: like, it's it's like the protectiveness of being a mother. And mm-hmm. teaching your children what's, what's right and what's wrong. I love that scene because it surpasses all the shit that is going on around her. And she's just yeah. like, I don't give a crap. I'm first and foremost a mom. I'm, I'm protecting my kids. And yeah. I need to teach them this lesson because they should not be going down this path.
1: Well, I think you made an interesting point earlier about you know how how war kind of influenced uh it, his his decision to make this film, but also other artists as well. I feel like I feel like when we have traumatic experiences as people, right? Mm-hmm. We're always uh I'm sure you're the same way, but you can always remember the traumatic experiences more in your life than like those happy moments. Like those are like ingrained into your brain. Like if you see something traumatic happen, you're gonna remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. But like say there's like a happy experience. You just remember bits and pieces, but you can almost recall every single detail of something the traumatic because it, it just like shocks us to our core right and i feel like that's a i mean war especially right like is is just a is a perfect proponent to to create and and make things off of because i feel like we as artists like you said we want to express ourselves and the way we do that whether it's painting whether it's film whether it's you know whatever medium you decide to use a lot mm-hmm. of those traumatic experiences come out because I believe also it's therapy for us as human beings, because we're able to not only put that out there for other people to see, but at the same time, we're also able to kind of use that as a, as a way for us to kind of, you know, come to terms with it in a way, if that, if it makes sense to
0: you. Yeah. I mean, to, it's like, ther- it is therapy. It it literally is like art is the best therapy, really, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and any form of art—painting, drawing, creating music, making films, writing, directing, producing—you know, it's it's a creative art, and I really think Brenna just really, you know, he he really with this film, it's a it's a passion project of his. It feels mm-hmm. like that, and he takes tender care to portray his characters with love and affection, and um, really, it's also a beautiful homage to his country you know where he comes from mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it's it's almost like uh, there was i, I read a v- review where they said like he kind of puts the war into the background and yep. I was it's gonna say that. there but what's really important it's really from the child's point of view because how does a child really function in during war i mean you see what happens with ivan he's literally f- creating scenarios and and well he's dreaming of a better place and being yeah, back scarred. with his family he's basically and emotionally he's
1: scarred. Yeah. emotionally scarred from he has ptsd scarred. yeah and, and that's that's something i i mentioned to you before we started rolling about belfast was that you know, it's actually a really feel-good film when the war stuff, when you kind of forget about the war stuff that's going on. Because in reality, you know, if there is war, it's not always, unless you're like right in the conflict, right? But otherwise, if you're not in the conflict, you really don't think about it as much until the conflict comes to you. And we kind of see that. We kind of see a balance of, you know, when they decide to kind of stir things up occasionally or whatever. But a lot of the film is just really exploring that family dynamic and seeing how how people live through through times of, you know, tragedy and turmoil and and just uh unrest in in a country or what it, wherever it may be. And mm-hmm. I, I love that we get to explore it's it's two very different things, right? Like with Ivan we're kind of getting an extreme with World War II, right? Like I mean, World yeah. War II is absolutely a, an, an absolutely hor- horrendous a uh, war that was fought and so many terrible things and and many people, perished, millions of people, died. Yeah. yeah, millions of people died for no for no reason. Mostly, um, mm-hmm. I mean, not really. In reality, well, it was it was
0: and and yeah, and the innocent are the children of you know both on both sides, Russian and mm-hmm. German. You know, I I yeah. love that Tarkovsky didn't you know just target the germans and say they're it's almost like the germans are really not there and it's just Ru- the russians trying mm-hmm. to like you know they're talking amongst themselves like we're going to go do this mission and they're there but they're not there and mm-hmm. it's like the unseen enemy and and that fear seeps into the the soldiers and especially Ivan as well and and we get the what like basically the aftermath of what is how that affects their the characters, and yep. I love that I, it's in black and white. Well, actually, both films mm, are in black and white. Yeah, and the and I actually kind of <laughs> I had a question on to you. Why yeah. do you think these were f- shot in black and white? What were your thoughts oh, on that?
1: I I have a great answer actually because okay. I was going to cover that in a bit. So look at that. You read my mind. <laughs> Good segue uh, right there. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I wanted to point out. So I haven't. Sh- so I feel like war uh in general is not i mean i feel like whenever you see war footage it's always black and white right mm-hmm. but i feel like for me like war to me is something that's like it, it's not it, i don't know i guess maybe because it's bleak and it's not a a fun time and there's not really any positives that come out of it mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's why they decided to go with the black and white i do find it interesting in belfast that everything that has to do with art and the very beginning of the film uh, is is in color because it's almost like they're past that point because it's you know they're showing Belfast in current time, but also throughout the film whenever whenever buddy goes with his grandma or whatever they go to like the cinema or they go to see the plays they're all in color and right. it's because you know art is breathing life it's kind of you know it's helping although there's so much stuff going around like all you know what with, with what's going on and their area they live in. That's giving them like that escape. it's giving them mm-hmm. that that feeling of of freedom and and just and i I think, like you were saying, you know that's why he decided to do those segments in color because he, as an artist, he realizes you know how much art influenced him and what it meant to him and those such bleak and dark times of war, yeah. uh because I feel like when you describe war, like when you think about war off the top of your head, like dark, bleak disaster. Killing I mean there's no there's no positive words that you associate with war, right? well, and
0: you also have the contrast of light and dark and, exactly and, yeah, lightness
1: and darkness, the evil. yeah, the dark and light, the good and the bad, yeah, yeah, and so I mean <laughs> ah I see what you did there. but yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's I feel like more so for Belfast, I think it was black and white because it what he wanted to show those those differences between like you know how he felt when he was around the arts and around. The ability to kind of escape from that mm-hmm. and then with ivan's childhood i feel like it was more so just kind of i mean a lot of the war footage from i mean well all the war footage from World war ii was you know not in color yeah so until, they like, well, the until they recolorized it until they recolorized it yeah and it was it yeah. eh. but you know the- i mean i feel oh yeah I, I was just gonna say i feel like i feel like it does a better job of conveying war in in that film like Mm -hmm. you know let's let's say take 1917 different film for example it's all in color Uh but it's like would that have the same effect would like would it be more effective black and white would it be more effective in color because there's a lot of color in that film right it's also depends
0: on the internal like eh, 1917 was almost like here's a a a set of events that happens in one long take, mm-hmm. and it wasn't for me. Like I didn't feel like we were going into the depths of the like these characters and no. and really like get an, an internalized emotional moment. It was almost like we're along for this journey of war and along for the ride in a sense.
1: And the camera work I and mean, the camera. That, work. It, yeah. was, it was it was it was gorgeous. Know, yeah, it was absolutely. I mean, the way where they shot it, absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah, and then you take a film like Saving Private Ryan where. The first like the the beach scene at the very beginning of the film, when he's remembering goes complete like his memory is in it's really it start the film's st- stock goes really grainy and gets grittier and it has an opaque sepia tone to it mm-hmm. so whereas like the very beginning of the film, you know like when saving you know private Ryan is like remembering he's at the i believe it's yeah the funeral ground. And mm-hmm. he's remembering like the events and everything. It's a little less contrasty and gritty. So the yeah, in a sense, they use color in a, to convey memory. Whereas I think Ivan's childhood was more of a internal world that Ivan, a child's world that is only seen through black and white in mm-hmm. this particular instance because he's been scarred, he's been taken advantage of, he's been really thrust from his home and into... He's he's also... What I found interesting was that he has to grow up mm-hmm. very fast. Oh, And yeah. he acts like he's been a soldier all his life like he mm-hmm. he talks to the other soldiers like they're his chums and that you know that camaraderie happens with soldiers you know that he has and everything and it's he's like a he's like a man in a in a small boy's body in a sense yeah
1: and well, then, yeah, I mean, he has to be it, it, with his situation and where he's at. He has to, he had to grow up fast. He had no choice. Grow a thick skin. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. fact that Belfast is kind of like the start
0: of Buddy trying to grow that thick skin mm-hmm. to protect himself from what's happening around him. You know, I think Buddy's more in a more vulnerable spot because he is a little more. Well, he's definitely younger, or it, 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 it I think it could he's be a about, little younger. Yeah, he's a little younger, slightly. I think he's a little younger, but it's like he's, he hasn't seen the horrors that Ivan has, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and hasn't been asked to kill, you know. I love the scene in Ivan's childhood when he, when the soldiers go out and they leave Ivan behind and he's like practicing on setting traps and then it, cuts to like him with a knife you know almost like a very cat-like uh (laughs) creature Mm -hmm. you know stalking his prey and then it switches to a hallucination that he starts having of he sees writing on the wall of like we're about to be shot uh Mm -hmm. avenge us from who knows like the last people who were there before they were killed by the nazis which I took to also be like him remembering his family's deaths as well. Yeah. Because we see, um, scenes of his family, of, of like his mom and I think his sister, I believe, or like one of this girl he knew when he was Mm -hmm. younger and such. And he's always chasing her too. And in his dreams, he's always chasing either his mother or this young girl that, It's very angelic, kind of is reminds me of us like slightly younger version of the character of Masha in a sense. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's interesting that the song that is played on the record player is singing about Masha and she's like it. So it's almost like you don't know if they're all kind of dead or Mm -hmm. they're all kind of like just you know, at like kind of the interim between heaven and earth. And this is like their ascendancy into heaven or mm-hmm. them having to work through what they experienced here on this planet, you know? Yeah. yeah. I
1: think you bring, I think you bring up a really good point in regards to talking about how Ivan's basically mm-hmm. had to grow up and he's alone. The yeah. difference between Ivan and buddy is Buddy still has his family. He's still got, you know, his, his 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 full family there. His mom, his dad, his grandma, his grandpa. Well, no spoilers. Um, but, you know, he doesn't... He Although he's going through this, you know, what people shouldn't be going through at that age or what kids shouldn't be... What anybody shouldn't be going through in general, mm-hmm. he still has that emotional support to allow him to, you know, not have to grow up and and take that on. And also the setting is just very different, right? It's just mm-hmm. a very different setting overall. I mean, here you have Belfast and here you have, you know, the trenches of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's two very it's it's one it's one is a very extreme on uh, uh, you know on the war side and one is I mean, not you know, there's there's definitely tension, but it doesn't erupt. As often, like, you know, it's not bombs going off 24 seven or, or gunshots or things like that. They're still living their life. I mean, he, he falls, he falls for that Catholic girl. Yeah. Uh, who I can't remember her name right now, but one of my favorite scenes is actually the, the one of the last scenes of the film where he goes up to and gives her the flowers and she gives him the flowers back. And then he runs back over to uh, his dad and he's like, dad, uh, or pa. He calls him pa. Of course. Yeah. He's like, you know, do you think I could, you know, I could, I could, you know, date her one day? And his dad's like, Oh, you know, I'd, I, I don't know what I'm trying to do an accent. He's like, Oh, you know, it's very possible. But then he's like, dad, but she's a Catholic. And then he like gets down and he basically tells him, he's like, it doesn't matter. Like if she's Catholic, she's Muslim, Hindu, Christian, whatever she is, if she's like a good, has a good heart and she's a good person, she's welcome in our house anytime. Yeah. And I was like, that's a, that's a huge, huge thing because, we as people are very quick to judge people based on whether it's religion, their race. political views, what, race, whatever it may yeah. be. And that line right there is like so powerful because you think about the amount of people that you meet in, uh, let's say, a day. I mean, I guarantee they probably have different political views than you, different religious views than you, different views about, you know, whatever it may be. And we might be quick to write them off, but in reality, it's like, no, find out more about them. Like, sit down and have a discussion because yeah. they might be really great people underneath.
0: Right, and they're still our brothers and sisters. You yeah, know, we're all <laughs> we're all related. We
1: as, a, we as a society are so fast to judge people these days. And as an artist, you know, I feel like artists are the people that are not as much judgmental because artists normally are quite weird and out there already. Anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's just how we are. But that that line really stuck with me because I was like. Yeah, that's so true though. Because yeah. you don't you don't know. I mean, just because that person might look a little bit different than you or or think a little bit different than you doesn't mean they're like a bad person in general, right? They right. Could, they'd still be an amazing human being. And well, we're so quick to put that barrier up because our comfortability is like, ah, oh, I don't want to interact with that. Like that's Well, not that would take work vote. and yeah. And which
0: we don't like to do. <laughs> and effort, you know. So the fact that there is, you know, you, you have lazy people sometimes, you yeah. know. And it's like, you know, you should get to know people and, and get to know their backgrounds and everything and and try to find common ground. You know, that's yeah. what why we're here to live and breathe together. And the fact that like I I, I love that Belfast um shows how you know, even two religions, Protestant and Catholic, mm-hmm. even though they all worship the same God, they still fight amongst each other. I mean, you see it yeah. in Islamic culture, you see it in Jewish culture, you see it in any form of Christian culture, too. It's like you mm-hmm. have these factions that, oh, if you're not this, you, then you're, you, you know, if, then if you don't believe in my beliefs, you know, we're going to go to war with you. Yeah. Um, or we're, we we do not like you. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> I thought Jesus was supposed to love everyone, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. well, you
1: know? what I love, what I, what I, that's no, it's very, that's exactly right. What what I love about that final line, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's the final line before they, they leave yeah. is that final line literally encapsulates that whole film. Like right. that whole conflict is about that. And mm-hmm. he basically lays it out that he shatters doesn't the wall yeah it doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. they're fighting over something that's so dumb in reality when they could just you know sit down and talk to the people they'd realize wait a minute we're not that much different than than what we think we are yeah and it's crazy it's just crazy that that one little line that he's telling to i don't even remember how old buddy is he's like nine twin eleven something like that yeah i think it's like almost like
0: a year after the the start because it starts in august 1969 And then Mm -hmm. I think it's it's either several months pass or like a year passes or something. And then they finally get out or are able to leave Ireland
1: and go to England. Uh And it it literally that line right there is what the conflict was about. And he sums it up and solves it Mm -hmm. instantly right there. But it's like it's almost like you have to talk to people and this is interesting. It's almost like you have to talk to people like children sometimes. Right, because, in that sense, he's literally talking to his son, who is a right. child, but some people you have to break it down like that for because it's well, like a lot of the time kids
0: do not see color or they do not see that mm-hmm. um discriminatory or or that that wall that divides us, they don't get that until they're older, or they've been taught that that's the thing, and I think that's what also Brena's telling is that you have to teach your kids love and affection and and to love thy neighbor then you know no go out and kill them because they don't they don't think the same way as you do Mm -hmm. no to be a good person you know you have to teach your children the right things to do and how to treat people um you know thankfully you and i have both gotten those morals from good set of parents, you know? So shout out
1: to the parents. Yeah.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Uh, so but if if you don't have that that groundwork and you don't have that sense of family around you, I mean, look at Ivan. He's literally just told to kill. Doesn't matter who. Just he has to kill. And he doesn't know what to do with that, especially at such a young age because it's like, why am I here? Literally that's why he's
1: She's like I shouldn't be here
0: I, and he doesn't find peace until he dies spoiler alert but you know he doesn't yeah. find peace until he leaves this earth and, and is able to be you know reunited with his family yeah but it's I, I, I find it interesting that these two films one has a very more optimistic <laughs> viewpoint of yeah. like the world and then the other has more of a bleak sense of what could happen, you know, if, well, actually what has happened to a lot of children during the World War II and such, and them having to survive war. I mean, we're still having children try to survive and uh, survive relocating and uplifting Mm -hmm. their lives and and moving to different countries to escape war and conflict around them. You know, it's still an ongoing... Struggle that is happening in the world today. So, the fact that Tarkovsky was already bringing this <laughs> up in the '60s and
1: is, you know, is it's really the- happening happening currently? Yeah, I mean, everything is literally still happening right now. People are being displaced and having to relocate. Exactly at this at this very moment we're recording this podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, it's it's crazy. So. The fact that these films are sh- are shedding light on all this stuff it's just an ongoing struggle for people mm-hmm. in the world, unfortunately, you know so
1: yeah uh, the one thing I wanted you because you were mentioning about like having the mentality of having to leave home or whatever mm-hmm. uh, I kind of wrote this as a note too, you know it's like we we as humans, when we, wherever we grow up, that is home. Like it, it's not just your physical home; it's the space around you, right? It's right. your community. It's all that. And when we're forced, either we're forced to leave, or we, or we make a choice to leave. It's always such a. I found the film also dealing with that too, like with Buddy, right? Not only is he going through war, yeah, but he also has to deal with the fact that, you know, he's he's got to leave, right? Like he's got to leave his friends, he's got to leave the girl he's interested, even mm-hmm. though he's young, right? Still, like. We've all, we all had young love when we were kids. Like, we all had a girl we had or a mm-hmm. guy we had a crush on. Like, that's just how it is, right? Yeah. That's, just, that's, just human, that's just human beings. But well, he's got to leave his friends. He's got to leave his school, leave his, like, home, his grandparents. I mean... Yeah, and the grandparents... That, that's the thing. It also shows, like, the multi-generational
0: ideals and thought process of each generation because you have his grandparents who, they, they're going to live there, they're going to die there. Yeah, his parents are a little more optimistic. Where they're, no, we have to provide for our next family, you know, to get out mm-hmm. of this country, you know, and then the kids are just like, well, we're just along for the the ride, and hope we can still be together. That's all they want is they want that family unit to stay together. I mean, Buddy mm-hmm. even wants his grandparents to come along, but they won't, and I that kills anyone, you know, like when you have to leave family behind. Yeah. And but it
1: speaks. Go to it another speaks, country. Yeah, but it speaks truth too, though, because like like with the grandparents, you know, they've been rooted there, like mm-hmm. they've lived there their whole lives. And in reality, as sad as it is, yeah, typically grandparents are at the, closer to the end of their life. Like that's just the reality of the situation, right? right? So, you know, when she decides to stay, it, 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 it you you kind of realize it, kind of gives you that idea that that look at life too, right? Like you said, like you know. They've been there forever. They're rooted there. They're going to stay there because ultimately they don't probably have that much longer in general. Right. And then you have buddy, then you have pa and ma, buddy's parents. They're like, well, you know, we can move and we want to move because we have our kids that we want to provide for and, and we want them to have a good life. Like, yes, they've grown up here, but they're still not fully grown. They're not in college. They're not in high school. Like, no. They're still young. Although they have connections here, we want them to have a better life overall. And that's, that's the thing that the, the movie balances with. Because I remember the first time in the film when they talked to Buddy about potentially leaving Belfast. And he, and he just goes out. berserk. Yeah. He goes berserk.
0: Yeah. And,
1: but, they, but they both know that, that they have to do that eventually. Yeah. Like they know they, they, they put it off, but in the back of their mind, they know that they have to leave at some point because well, it's, it's c- just not healthy and safe. And it gets to the point
0: where they have to leave because they're having death threats against them.
1: Their, their
0: lives, their children's lives, especially are on the line, you know?
1: Yep. The fact that, you know, when Billy grabs, uh, mm -hmm. get grabs them and basically takes them hostage pretty much. Yeah. Billy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Billy. Yeah. And it's the the bully,
1: (laughs) the, from the, from the, the,
0: uh, dad's childhood, that he grew up with and then turns against him basically because he wants to cleanse the town of all Catholics. And it's just like,
1: dude, sounds like a dictator that I've uh, heard of before. That we've talked about. Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, and, and the fact that it's, you know, they're, they're literally doing guerrilla street warfare on the, and it's interesting because like Belfast represented kind of the start of this conflict because, it continued on for 32 more years in Ireland and it was known as the troubles. And, you know, it, it's crazy that Ireland went through this conflict, you know, and it, it's, you know, it, it, and it happens everywhere in the world too. We see it in, you know, uh, South America, we see it in parts of Africa. We see it in parts of Russia. I mean, we're seeing it in Russia and, and Ukraine yeah. right now. we we see it in Serb. Well, uh, what was a few years ago it was I think was it Albania and Serbia or Bosnia? Um, it was like that region was yeah, also having. We had a bunch of I think Serbian refugees coming out because they were you know again they, it was inner fighting between religions and and politic political uh, groups and, that were just like con- con- in conflict with each other. So it hap- it's happening all around the world and it's. The fact that it's displacing so many people is really sad because it, it just, you know, it, it's heart-wrenching to see people suffer and mm-hmm. have to go through this, especially young children, because it it ages them in a way that they then may grow up to really see the world in a totally different light than if they were to give be given an idyllic childhood where they're where they're raised in peace yeah. and
1: prosperity. Yeah, no child should have to go through go through any type of war or no. conflict. It's just I mean like I said, seeing the videos right now because we have such an ability to I feel like we as the as the American people especially right now because we're not over there and we're seeing it, we're so desensitized to everything. We're des- I feel like we're desensitized to war in general though. I feel like society, yeah. a lot of society is des- desensitized yeah. to war. Because we've seen it so much. We've you know, we've even back with, you know, uh Iraq and Iran and all that type of stuff and ISIS and all those type of things. They it goes on, we know it goes on, but until it truly hits you, you're not I feel like you don't truly understand or get the impacts. Like we can like like I could pull up my phone right now, and especially TikTok is is one of the biggest places, but you could just scroll through and see like videos of helicopters being shot down and tanks blowing up and it's like you, it, it, it's so weird to almost not feel anything in a way, you know what I mean? Like here it yeah. is, like we're seeing real real you know real warfare on an on an application, but most people are just you know commenting and putting a like on it and just scrolling to the next thing, and that's yeah. wild. That's so wild to think that we but we do that. yeah it's that almost is the reality like, of the situation.
0: yeah, it's like they totally ignore that we're you know people are dying over there
1: and yeah. It's 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 more just media. It's more media to consume for us. Like we just look at it as like, mm -hmm. oh man, did you see this? Yeah. But then we don't think about the repercussions and what's going on. You know what happened from that bomb that blew up or whatever, right? Right. It's just like you see the oh my goodness, the bomb blew up. But it's just it's so crazy to me that we live in a world now, and uh, these films really you know speak to it. Of course, you know they're meant to be placed. Well, one was you know in the '60s. Both take place in in the well uh, World War Two, of course, and then one is with in what 1969 yeah. yeah Belfast is in yeah sixty nine yeah, where, where war was on the grand scale. But even still, like, can you imagine just for a second if we would have had this type of social media during World War Two and stuff? Like, yeah,
0: well, they were even uh, talking about um, the fact that we now have commercialized satellites that can literally. View anything and ground troop movements of troops, equipment, airplanes, vehicles, anything. Commercial satellites now, people can like any particular party can just view. It's up. It's it's basically public domain at this point. And it, they they're saying this is changing warfare and how we strategize w- with warfare mm-hmm. because the fact that we can literally see our enemies at any point and know what their movements are is pretty crazy uh you know the fact that they didn't have this technology really back in world war ii i think if they had this in world war ii it would have swayed it would it would be i mean we're in a era of the information wars information is key and it's yeah that's why i said cyber warfare earlier it's basically cyber communication warfare because those who have the power will Use communication and devices and also um, cyber warfare to get what they need and also manipulate how people think, how people view certain conflicts and stuff, you know?
1: Well, yeah. Just imagine if the internet went down in America. Yeah. Imagine just that simple thing alone. Oh, yeah. People would go into a frenzy. I've had thing.
0: internet go out for like a few minutes. I go <laughs> or, a or, day, or and a I was day. like, "What do I do and, with yeah, my like, life?" I'm like, "Okay, well, I feel so disconnected. Like, what are, am I supposed? to st- I can't call, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like, I can't. Do, I mean, I could call, but yeah, you know, like, I uh, there's yeah, but, play but board it's games? crazy. It's, cr-
1: it's crazy to think about that, yeah. right? I mean, we live in we live in a world where warfare now is just it, it, there's so much more power behind it. Like right. the 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 fact that you can literally cripple a country by getting into their information." through the, through whatever methods you use is, it's wild. We, we, I mean, we go from World War II with, you know, Ivan's childhood where we have bombs, mortars, planes, guns, I mean, everything. Then we go into, uh, our religious war, the, the trouble, well, tr- uh, yeah. yeah. With, uh, uh, Belfast. Thank you. I, I had a little blank there for a second. <laughs> That and film now we're we were in, talking about. Yeah, you know, that one film. <laughs> and now here we are in 2022 yeah. with the Russian-Ukraine conflict that's, uh, every day there's new things going on. And, and it's interesting. This is what's really, this is the, the thing, because we're on the topic because we're talking about these two yeah. films, so it's perfect. But when this first kicked off, when the Russian-Ukraine conflict first kicked off, the internet was buzzing about it. I feel like everybody was covering, everybody was we doing stuff. We knew it was coming. Like, we knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. But now, as it's gone on, which is crazy to me, and I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like it's now like old news, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there is war going on. Oh, across. Well, across you saw the, that it
0: pushed, in for, yeah, like, co- it pushed COVID. Yeah, like COVID hasn't been compl- talked about. Like COVID hasn't been talked about happened. since the it war started. never happened. You know, yeah, like, COVID doesn't
1: exist anymore. It's yeah, crazy,
0: according to the news. So the because literally the news is is so fast now that they. Jump from story to story so fast, things get lost, and I think then you then disinformation starts happening, and also the Mm -hmm. fact that we're not focusing on certain things that we should be focusing on. Um, you know, because like the Ukraine Russian conflict, yes, it's bad, but there's also other conflicts happening in the world, especially oh yeah, yeah, all around the world, you know, and those also deserve our attention as well. You know, it's not just like, oh, okay, because it's I mean, I get I get Russia. Yes, Ukraine. We need to have some kind of like help and aid sent to them and everything. But it's also like there's it's happening elsewhere as well. It's and it will continue to happen until you stop certain dictators from being allowed to do this. The fact that we're just allowing this to happen right now is. I mean, I, I get why we're doing it because we don't want to be thrust into another world
1: war. Yeah, no, that's but you, I think every there's a point where how,
0: how the, the question then becomes how far do you wait and how many people do you let die
1: before you're forced into a conflict. I feel like that's the sad part of the whole thing. Is right, like human life in this situation is not looked at as human life. It's more just yeah, oh, someone's dead, like. It's literally it, it, at that. I feel like at that when when war starts, it's just numbers at that point, right? Yes, like to the government, it's just numbers to the government. Yeah, yes, to the government. Yeah, to the governments. It really is. It's just numbers. It's just like oh, you know, fifty people died in that 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 uh, that explosion. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, and it, I mean, we're not off topic because it it really yeah. fits with what we talked about today in these two films, but because it comes it back just, to the
0: artist being the voice. In this case, to show the conflict and its horrors and its aftermath of and what it does to our youth, to our people, to our to a country to our country, to our countries, you know yeah it, it affects everyone and World War II proved that World War I even proved that too it <laughs> yeah. changed Europe, both those wars changed the face of Ter- like territories political governments how people view each other changed it for what we're having to, we're now we're now like revisiting these conflicts again all these years later you know and i think we will continue to do this until certain things are put in place bef- before like we can stop these types of regimes from just invading countries
1: just to you know get to a seaport <laughs> and yeah. other things. I mean, yeah, yeah. Power, 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 power. Yes. So, and, big I th- P.
0: And, and I think, yeah. And, and if, if anything, these two films, Belfast and Ivan's childhood really prove and show how power corrupts the most innocent
1: mm-hmm. or how it affects a- or how the most innocent are affected, affected yeah, by, it. by Yes. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, um, uh, I was a kid, you were a kid at one point, you know, yeah. th- thank thank goodness we never had to go through anything like this. I can't I can't fathom being a kid and being in the middle of a, a conflict that yeah. uh, that's going on. I I can't I can't fathom it. I mean, it's it's truly. I feel like it's something truly we will never be able to truly understand unless yeah. we're ever put in that position. But even still, then we're adults now, so it's a different it's a different world. Like as a kid, I I. I can't fathom it, but these two films, I feel like, really encapsulate and capture the the roughness of war and how a child views it as well, like, really Indeed. well.
0: Yeah, good way to end of the episode.
1: If you like this episode, make sure to follow us on social media at Film Detectives. For further news and upcoming shows, join us next week as we explore filmmakers from around the world.